This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, happy new year. Welcome to the podcast from Texas as well as Florida. And today I'm really happy to host... Clay Patterson. He's the founder and CEO of Digital Space Marketing. And I love marketing. It's my bread and butter, especially social media, influencer marketing. And today is going to be a fascinating business discussion around those topics. So Clay, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, we we connected through Podmatch and kind of tell people your journey and what you do and how digital marketing strategies uh, came to be. Yeah, absolutely. So Morton Bread Entrepreneur started <laughs> my first company when I was probably 14, 15 years old. Um, I played sports in high school and stuff. And so I started lessons for the younger, you know, middle schoolers, elementary schoolers. And we had like 20 to 40 in camps per week, 20 to 40 uh, athletes. And we would charge, you know, anywhere from, I think it was like 300 to 500 per week. And so... From there, that was my first experience, one with marketing, printing flyers, old school, right? I didn't even, the internet was around, but I, I definitely didn't have the skill sets I have now. Um, and then also my first, uh, you know, experiences with contract law and and getting a waiver. If you're taking kids at a sports camp, a kid breaks and falls and breaks his leg, you want to make sure that, you know, as a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, soon to get a car at 16 years old, that if someone did hurt themselves, uh, I was protected and the business was protected. And so that was a, a little taste of the entrepreneur world. And I think as entrepreneurs, you know, marketing, contract law, super important. So from there, went to Florida State University for undergrad, and I actually bought an ice company there, left college, sold the ice company, made a little bit of money on it, and then went and got a law degree after law school built my own law firm called Finity Law. And at that time, I really tapped into the quiver of skill sets of website development. I needed a website for that business. And so as a startup entrepreneur, hopped on YouTube and retaught myself website development, user design, search engine optimization, et cetera, et cetera. So after I built that site, I had friends and family come and ask me, hey, can you build us a website? I said, absolutely. Once I built my first website for someone else, um, I immediately launched Digital Space Marketing to focus really on once a website's launched, what happens next? You know, what, what resources are available to us as entrepreneurs? What should we do next? 
Should we pump it all into TikTok? Should we pump <laughs> it all into SEO? Should we pump it all into content production? You know, depending on the business, where do we put it? So I found that stuff to be super interesting. And that's that's kind of what led me to digital space marketing, which now we're a full service agency located out of Orlando, Florida, mostly national clients, international clients. We have a few clients in our backyard, but mostly because of the nature of the internet, um, we work with clients everywhere. Yeah, I love that. And um, like I said, uh, marketing and like uh, social media, influencer marketing, all of these are really great places for entrepreneurs to come and build businesses. So what are, in your opinion, what are the key elements of a successful digital marketing strategy for small businesses in the current digital age? A good question. I'll you know, tap on a few points like during that, that just kind of come to mind. I mean, one is, I think everybody, how you and I would define successful marketing campaign is it works, right? <laughs> but that, that'd be an easy answer. You know, anything that pr produces a positive ROI. But again, I think too, you know, to, to flip that view, it's anything that doesn't work as well, because you're crossing those off of off of your list and you know this doesn't work this does work and so even at our own company you know we're trying to do a million things at once we're trying to launch from google ads to bing ads to retargeting campaigns to lead generation campaigns to um, lead magnet campaigns email marketing campaigns video campaigns etc cetera, etc cetera. but really for startups and and people getting started I think one, there's the, there's the testing phase of testing different avenues. You have some assumptions of where your target audience is going to be, and you have some assumptions of what can work. Now, those assumptions can come from your competitors too. There's no need, unless you're in a completely proprietary industry and you're the trailblazer, which typically the trailblazers, those who get out of the race first, typically get shot in the back, but different story for a different day. If you are, you might not have the ability to look at your competitors. If you do have the ability to look at your competitors, look at what they're, work they're doing. Look at what's working maybe for them. And maybe you don't know if it's working or not, but if there's a big competitor in the space, look at the type of campaigns they're running. Look at Facebook Insights. Look at Facebook um, different ad platforms that will allow you to see competitor ads, spy foo, different tools are out there. And then start tailoring your campaigns based around those. They've maybe spent hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars testing campaigns, testing ad copy, testing imagery. And now you can just stand on the shoulders of giants, right? And kind of do what they do. So I think with those assumptions moving into the market and then two, yeah, really trying to figure out one thing that works. Again, I go back to us trying a million different things at the agency. Yesterday during our meeting, it was, hey, let's let's keep things a little bit more simple. Let's just hone in on one channel, one campaign, and let's optimize that. And then once we feel really comfortable there, let's move to the next, into the next. I think as entrepreneurs, we try to do too much too fast and our resources get spread thin. And, that, and that's fun. You know, that's what keeps us going a lot of times is chasing those shiny things. But also there's you got to have the discipline to be able to to focus on specific channels, specific campaigns and specific metrics within those campaigns. Yeah. 
I love that. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of this. Uh, I saw this viral TikTok um, yesterday talking about, you know, creative discontent and, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are happy, but they're not satisfied. They always look for that. <laughs> it's definitely a problem, right? <laughs> I don't think we'd have the world that we have right now if entrepreneurs <laughs> were satisfied. And I'm a big believer. I mentioned earlier, I went, went to law school and stuff. So I'm a big believer in the United States Constitution and the way those documents were set up to encourage people to leave <laughs> everything that they thought was their life and to come to this place, come to this country um, and start businesses. And, this, and the world in general was you know, built by entrepreneurs, creative people. And I think if we put a ceiling on that and start putting rules around certain things, it takes the motivation away. And I, I think that type of personality that wants to grow, that wants to build things. Once something's built, I think it's, okay, what can I build next? Or that was fun, what next? Yeah, it's like, it's always like, what's next? What's the next milestone? What's the next goalpost? Celebrate, then get back to work. I think that's important too. The, the celebrating's often overlooked, right? We always see the goals and then that's one thing. I'm 35 years young now and it's one thing I'm trying to process is, okay, wait, we need to celebrate each month. We need to celebrate when we get these wins, really slow down, do a dinner, do whatever, you know, gets you kind of motivated going a date night or whatever it may be. And then, and then get back to work. But often I know in my twenties and stuff, I would just, just keep going. Just, I would not <laughs> slow down to celebrate. Wouldn't be as grateful as I am now. Wouldn't really look around and, you know, look at that journey of how far, you've come right yeah there's always the and i think with social media and you tapped in to it with the TikTok comment there's always that discontent with looking around social media seeing other entrepreneurs doing things and of course you're seeing their highlight reel right you're not seeing all the failures and you're not seeing all of that but it does go back to you know your original question with I think even success in marketing is some of those failures and looking for from where you've come and how far you've come. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, the next question is, um, cause I get this a lot is like, which platform is, um, the best And a lot of, you know, one thing that I've really thought about is like, let's say you have like a million followers on Instagram and then the channel goes down you're, you're SOL, right? So what, what are your, what are your thoughts? Everybody's like niche down, niche down one channel, but if that channel goes away, you're, you are, you are effed, you know? So what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I think like there's one, I mean, the channel that works the best, you know, that works, right. Is maybe the channel you should stick with. Maybe it would have been YouTube, but you tend to build the brand with, with LinkedIn or Instagram. And so stick with it and then, you know, slowly put resources into your YouTube channel. I'm a big believer in organic traffic, so I really like SEO. Um, obviously, that's been shaken up with AI and the ability to mass produce content, but I think the algorithm's already updated. So I don't know what will happen you know, in the SEO world, but I think the more diversified you are in channels, once you get a positive return on, let's say it's Instagram or something, start moving resources into TikTok, YouTube, and then that way, if a channel does go down, well, you do have those other options to double down, right? Yeah. And so I think I think that's always a good place to start is is putting resources into those channels and 
trying to allocate how many resources you can put in to to which channels and which are actually producing ROI. There's obviously the testing phase. So as a digital marketer, hard I understand the philosophy of having to test more and having to kiss money goodbye sometimes. But again, it's all you're learning what to do and learning what not to do. So as long as you're paying attention to that, yeah. you're going to get something positive from it. And I love this idea of um, diversifying distribution channels because, uh, you know, once you get one channel up, then you kind of trying to reach another audience and, you know, build that. And overall, you're building your brand. So um, and uh, I love this idea of allocating resources. Um, you've wrote a book, Blast Off, Supercharged Marketing. Those will be in the show notes. But what are some critical insights or tools that the readers can take away that they can check out in that book? Yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. Um, so blast off what executives need to know about digital marketing. I wrote the book primarily, I mean, hence the title for executive CEOs, but as an agency owner, right, with I have a team of specialists in every single vertical, a team of paid ad specialists, a team of organic social media specialists, a team of Facebook and Instagram organic, a team of Facebook, Instagram just paid, right? website developers, SEO, and, and a video team too. And so when working with an agency, you know, I'm obviously biased towards agency. One, because a single employee cannot be an exit, a specialist in every single vertical. I think you probably know digital marketing enough to know once you jump into something, even a Google ad, it goes deep. Every single subject goes deep. A lot of business owners think they need a marketing manager, but really what they need is to take that four or five grand that they would have put into a single person and put it into a team of specialists who only do those things, right? Mm -hmm. And I there's too many case studies to prove that. I think, you know, there's only a few things executives and CEOs need to know. You don't need to know how to build a Facebook ad, but you need to know what a Facebook ad is and the options for targeting that you have with a Facebook ad. What's the difference between boosting an ad and building ads for a long-term period in Facebook's business center, or Meta's business center, right? And so knowing what tools are in the quiver, I think is important for executives and CEOs to know. So I wrote this book. I tried to write it as timely, timeless as possible. Tried not to mention the big platforms just in case <laughs> they get taken down, kind of like your question earlier, what happens if Google sells out or whatever, but really focus on the concepts from identifying your target audience, building a brand. What is branding? You know, branding is a very fluffy subject. And so how to identify the target market all the way to how to build landing pages, what should be on the landing pages. So even a CEO and executive, when they're presented a landing page and it has one call to action above the fold and doesn't give the user like an option for a second call to action, um, you know, is that good? Is that bad? And really helping them understand, okay, from a website perspective and a technical SEO or SEO perspective, we're entering into this race. We have a vehicle, it's a car, but everybody goes to the auto dealer and asks for a car, but we don't, we don't have the skill set to look under the hood of the engine and see if this car is going to actually win the race. So mm -hmm. it really shines light on the nuance aspects of digital marketing. And so the, the goal is either to read a chapter and dive into a specific subject, or if you go cover to cover, you should now be able to 
meet with a marketing agency, meet with a marketing team, meet with a content marketing specialist, meet with a organic social media specialist and have very high le level conversations of not only what to do and how to do it, but also what KPIs, what should we be tracking at the top of the funnel, the mid funnel, the bottom of the funnel, because there's different metrics at all those points. And then the, the book kind of closes with, you know, marketing budget. We get asked that question a lot of how much should we spend on ads? And that's, that's always a loaded question, <laughs> as you know, and it's, you know, I always recommend a certain amount, depending on there, there's certain data that you can pull through Google ads and stuff like that. If it's a local company, you can pull how much search volumes within that local area, et cetera, et cetera. But then there's the having the budget to be able to split test things and to, and to start optimizing. Now, some businesses come to the table with a lot of data, right? And so being able to sift through that data and then start making decisions, is a whole different level. Sometimes it's a game of inches and you're just trying to optimize. And if we can take the conversion rate on the website and increase it 1%, well, that could lead into hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Um, so I think it just depends on, on where the business is. But again, the goal of the book is, is to really provide not how to do everything, but what tools are available in the quiver for digital marketers to use so that a CEO, an executive, a business owner can hold others accountable who do their digital marketing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. I love that. And for all the audience, you know, check out um, Clay's book. It'll be in the show notes. Um, you know, one final question is like, I'm always looking for the um, undiscovered, uh, uncharted territories, like for the attention. And so in your experience, you know, what are some untapped opportunities, growth opportunities? And, you know, to close it out, where do you see the landscape of digital marketing evolving over the next couple of years, um, especially with AI and how can, what should businesses be doing to start preparing for this? Yeah. So there's a bunch there. So I think <laughs> with, with AI on the orga organic side of things, I mean, obviously in the click of a button, I can produce a thousand pages of website content, right? Um, even take that content, put it on the website automatically through certain API systems too. I think and in my opinion, and I've talked with Neil Patel's company too, a bunch about this, we're, we're partners with them. You know, the algorithm's already updated where backlinks are being weighed heavier, heavier. That's something that AI can't do. I mean, it can go out and find quality backlinks, but to get something on, let's say msn.com or some of these big news organizations or inc.com, entrepreneur.com, 
you're not going to be able to do that with AI just automatically. Those websites are not going to let you publish on their website just automatically without a fee, et cetera, et cetera, right? So we've shifted on the organic side a lot of stuff to heavier backlink building and higher quality content mm -hmm. as opposed to the traditional X amount of content per month, right? And that's like all you had to do. Yeah. So the target's constantly moving. And then I think with with AI, I mean, it's, it's it's zooming into like any vertical of digital marketing from from videos to to optimization. I mean, I have chat GPT integrated with all of my Google Sheets. So in the click of a button, I can analyze every single cell and have it analyze this from a CFO perspective, a chief marketing officer perspective and analyze all my conversion rates compared across industries. And I can do the same for all my clients. And so I think there's at, at the surface level there's amazing tools out there. And then now, as we're starting to see all of the tech stacks that us digital marketers are using, even we're on a Zoom meeting right now, and there's even an AI button for Zoom now. And so every big player in the SaaS space seems to be building software around this. Yeah. So some have already rolled it out, some aren't. So I think it's just being aware of this I'm getting super dirty with AI right now in the sense of, not in the sense that some people think, uh, <laughs> but I'm just getting my hands dirty. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm testing things. I'm, I could consider it wasting time maybe, but on my weekends, I'm playing around with different AI systems and looking at different, doing different software demos to try to figure out what I can roll out in, in the marketing company, right? Whether it's content production, scheduling content, whether it's, I'm seeing on my Instagram and TikTok feeds, a lot of this ghost AI created accounts and people trying to like teach that to people. Hey, you don't have to post anything about yourself. We're going to teach you how to like grow these Instagram accounts. It's obviously a, a business model that that they're doing. Yeah. But I think the market's just kind of up in the air right now. I mean, there's there's a lot of money on the sidelines in the venture capital space, um, which I, I play around in with a, with a group of guys out of uh, Orlando called Vivillo, and we have a venture capital group. So we're investing in early stage Florida startups. And so I'm seeing that kind of, seeing a lot of cash on the sidelines in that space of people still trying to figure out where AI is gonna land with some of this. And I think the problem is it's moving so fast that it's almost hard to kind of keep up. And the second, if you started building an AI si system or software system eight months ago, <laughs> probably a lot different now, right? So yeah. I'm not sure how some of these smaller players are going to play out in this space, but from an agency owner perspective, it's having all of our team members and our hubs of team members, right? bringing resources to the table and it's part of our weekly meetings of hey what ai systems can you guys integrate into your daily work how can we make clients accounts better how can we get better metrics how can we produce better content how can we stand out in the marketplace using these tools um better so from a web developer perspective that could be you know landing page optimization even seo technical audits so pulling out page schema, title tags, meta descriptions, all of that, all the way to what is trending online, you know, pulling out all of my competitors and having AI analyze them all at once and provide me positive 
solutions and positive strategies that I can start deploying immediately, right? So I think it's just, it's a tool that can be used. It's obviously a tool that's run by humans right now to a certain extent. Um, That'll probably change as time moves on. And just like a hammer, it can be used to, you know, hit yourself in the hand (laughs) or it could be used to to build a house, right? And so I think it goes back to how we're using it and and the operators who are actually running it and using those systems. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And uh, like I said, um, AI is a tool and depends on how you use it. Social media is a tool and um, different purposes. Um, how can people uh, find you and find your follow you and find your work? Yeah, so ClaytonPatterson.com, easy. That's the main website that'll lead to everything I'm involved in from the venture capital group to um, some of the other businesses I'm involved in. And then also I do chief marketing officer uh, consulting on the side. So fractional CMOs, some companies who um, we work with, I'll come in and meet with them annually, quarterly, and act as their fractional CMO to be able to dictate and even work with their marketing company or their marketing team, just to have another set of eyes from this perspective, you know, of digital marketing, this digital lens that I try to look through as much as I can. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. You're welcome. Thanks for having me today. I look forward to seeing it soon and having a few more conversations in the future.